0: everybody thanks for listening i'm jenny i'm a life coach and today i'm talking about how to hack the infj brain um so the reason i wanted to make this video is because there's a lot of neurodiversity in the infj community also the infp community there's a lot of people who are on the autism spectrum there's a lot of people who have adhd there's a lot of people who are undiagnosed um, and there's a lot of other neurodiversity going on. Um, a good friend of mine told me about a term talk called twice gifted which I think applies to a lot of INFJs and twice gifted is um, when you have some kind of challenge or learning disability and um, you're so gifted that you're you can mask it or overcome it um, or that no one notices. And um that I've been just thinking about that a lot and trying to pick that apart, um, because when you think about neurodiversity, it kind of is like a blessing and a curse at the same time. Um, I do think we are in the in the neurodiverse community that we are just as capable of achieving the same things as other people. sometimes even achieving more. Um, But the thing that no one really realizes is that we have to drain our batteries a lot more to get there. And so on the surface, we can look really successful, but it's very invalidating because no one really understands how much energy it took for us to get there. Um, Something that takes like a normal amount of energy for another person, it can feel like climbing Everest to us. And I think we just are just hardwired to survive and overcome. And so people really don't understand how hard it is for us to get to these seemingly normal places um, or successful places. And um, so I'm gonna be talking about a lot of a lot of the nuances in this video. And the thing is, there's really no clear boundary lines, right? There's a lot of overlap between just being an INFJ or being on the autism spectrum or having ADHD. There's a lot of overlap, and it's kind of impossible um, to differentiate exactly what's what. So if you are an INFJ, some of this might apply to you. Some of this might not. Um, It's kind of like a really big kaleidoscope of possibilities here. Um, One of the ways that I think about INFJ, the INFJ brain is that we are divergent thinkers with the convergent lens. And what I mean by that is um, we're we're divergent thinkers. So we're creative thinkers, we think outside of the box, we read between the lines. we're looking at the things that no one else is focusing on we're looking more deeply than other people are looking that's where the convergent lens comes in i think of this like like a field of view like whatever your brain is focused on i'm picturing as like a field of view like if you just picture um if you just picture kind of like this scope of view coming out from your eyes and with normal people it's kind of like that field of view is flashlights Um, So it's kind of big and wide and diffuse. It's lighting up a lot, um, but it's also kind of a dimmer light. And with INFJs, it's like our field of view is like laser beams. So whatever we're focused on, we are very focused on. Um, It's like very, very bright, but it's also a much smaller, um, a much smaller area. And so, so we can look more deeply and more accurate at wherever we're specifically focusing on. But then there's things in the periphery that we're not seeing as clearly. So, in a way, we see more clearly and less clearly than everyone else. Um, so what happens is we've got to take that laser beam and kind of move it around and get wider and wider and wider with it, like kind of like in a spiral. <laughs> um, and then, then we're really achieving things because we're looking at things deeply and we're trying to move our focus around so we get that bigger picture too. Um, It's kind of like for us to learn things, we have to consciously focus on learning it. Whereas a lot of other people can kind of just learn things by osmosis, like kind of by accident. Um, Whereas it's like, We are so good at learning, but we have to consciously choose what we're learning about. And other people are kind of just like learning by accident in a way. Um, They're just kind of like absorbing things as they go through life. Um, I think a little bit more easily than we are in terms of what we're not focusing on. Like if we're not focused on something, then we're really not learning about it. Whereas if other people aren't focused on something, they are still kind of picking things up. Um, this laser beam can also look like we get like really um, obsessed with certain ideas. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't mean it in a good way either. We just get um, very fixated on certain ideas. And that this can include people. We can get very fixated on people. Um There's an INFJ who I love named Lauren Zapala and she just done a video about how um, INFJs can get really obsessed with people in like a romantic sense, whether they're in a relationship, whether they're not in a relationship. Um, She has a really great video on that. I'll link in the comments. Um, And the empowering seed that I want to plant about all of this, is um, what happens when you take those laser beams and you plant them on yourself, right? Life can feel like it's a lot harder for us than other people, Um, but what happens when you take those laser beams and you turn them around and you focus on your brain and how it works? I really think there's a lot of room for growth and opportunity there um and the other thing that i think about with laser beams is like it dr- it's gonna drain your battery way faster right our laser beams are gonna get drained way faster drain our batteries way faster than a flashlight and as soon as you can just learn that you work that way and accept that you work that way i think life can get a little bit easier um it's so much easier to just say i've got laser beams my battery gets drained faster Um, And then to be like, why is everyone else's batteries more full than mine? What am I doing wrong? Why am I different? Why am I broken? I think a better way to look at it is just, I have laser beams and my batteries are going to get drained. And how can I work with that? Okay. Um, So battery problems. Um, Battery problems is something that we struggle with a lot. Another thing is we can get bored really easily. Um, we can get bored really easily. I mean, if if we don't see the value in learning about something, we have a really hard time learning about it. <laughs> um, we really have to see the value in the thing that we're learning about to really absorb the information. Um, we can also kind of feel young and old at the same time. And that's because in some ways we're more experienced than other people. And in some ways we're less experienced than other people, right? Like whatever our laser beams are pointed on, we're more experienced than a lot of people. Um, We know a lot more than a lot of people in whatever our laser beams are focused on. But in those peripheral areas, we know a lot less than other people. And so this can lead us to feeling a lot wiser than people in some ways and just completely inexperienced and lost um, in other ways. Um, We can be really calm in a crisis, really present in a crisis, but then completely stressed out the rest of the time. Um, In a crisis, we can just be so present um, and so calm. And then the rest of the time we can just be like completely freaked out. So um, like an example of this was I was driving on the highway at night behind a truck and there were some plastic chairs in the back of the truck and um, some of them flew out and landed on the road and everything just kind of slowed down. I was completely calm. There were cars on either side of me, um, so I didn't have anywhere to go. And I just like, I just like kind of like grounded myself and I just like drove straight through the chairs and they were plastic. And so it ended up being fine. Um, But I was just completely calm in that moment. And everyone in the car was like, how were you so calm? Just, just then. Um, But then with like daily things, you know, like if I have to find a roommate or if my rent is about to go up, I just get completely paralyzed. Um, And so that's kind of what I mean when I say we can be really calm in a crisis and really calm the rest of the time. I was working at a mental health facility, um, and we had crises there a lot of the time. And um, yeah, that's another thing is I can be very calm um, when the crises are happening. But if there's something smaller going on at home, then it it can be really debilitating for me. So there's actually, I think um, a lot of INFJs, even people who might not know their INFJs who work work as first responders um, and things like that. I think we're actually a lot better at those type of jobs than we think. Um, I think our instinct is to kind of stay away from those jobs. But um, I think there's probably a surprising number of intuitives in those jobs, even though it it seems like kind of more of a sensory job, um, a job for sensors on the surface. Um, Emotions throw off our executive functioning. Executive functioning is just the ability to get normal daily tasks done, like cooking, cleaning, homework. Um, hygiene, those kinds of things. So our executive functioning ebbs and flows depending on on our emotional state. So some days our executive functioning can be completely fine. We get everything done. We feel really accomplished. Um, And then another day, if our emotions are thrown off by something, it can be really, really hard for us to get anything done. It's very inconsistent um, and it just changes with our emotional state. Um, we can do really complex, difficult things, but we struggle with simple things. Um, I have a 4.0 in grad school without even trying. Um, but it, when it comes to something simple like, like, oh, my credit card was hacked and now I have to, like, make sure all my accounts are updated with the new credit card information. That just feels like impossibly daunting to me. Um, so we can do complex things easier than simple things, paradoxically. Um, and so there's a couple different things you can do about this um, to get things done. Sometimes you just have to take the pressure off, especially I think with creative projects. Um, like if you have, if you like wanted to write a chapter of a book this week, and you just cannot bring yourself to sit down and write. Sometimes, as soon as you take the pressure off, you suddenly find the motivation to write. Sometimes, as soon as, as, soon as you say, okay, it's fine. Maybe I'll get the chapter written this week. Maybe I won't. I'm just going to let go of the outcome. Sometimes, when you do that, as soon as you take the pressure off, then suddenly you you're able to sit down and write that chapter. Um, But sometimes you need to put pressure on yourself. Um, Sometimes you need that procrastination to trigger um, anxiety and fear and an adrenaline rush that you're going to run out of time. Sometimes you need deadlines. You need that procrastination to trigger you in this kind of like stressed out, hyper focused um, mode where you are actually able to get things done. Some of the things that helps me are timers. So um, one thing that that you can do, instead of saying like, I need to finish this, is you can say, okay, I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna work on this for one hour. And whatever I can get done in one hour is gonna be good enough for now. Um, so if you, if you change it from a what you need to get done to a how long you want to work on it. Um, Sometimes that can help. This is going to sound weird, but anger is a really useful tool for getting things done too. Procrastination, anger, taking the pressure off. Um, Anger can be very motivating. Um, And I think a lot of my... um, I think a lot of my most significant growth happened when I was in abusive relationship and I was angry all the time. Um, It's kind of like you get so angry that you accomplish things in spite of what you're angry about. It's kind of like out of spite. Um, Like like um, he would tell me like I needed to go to therapy and I was like, okay, fine, I'm going to go to therapy five days a week. And I did. And that was actually the help that I needed to leave that relationship. So, um, yeah, anger, just like doing things in spite of, in spite of a problem can actually strangely be very motivating. Um, also baby steps, breaking things down into smaller tasks. Don't try to focus on, um, like what you want to finish, like a big project that you want to finish or when you want to finish that big project by, try to break it down into what you can just do today. What can I get done just today? That's a step closer to that goal. So try to break things into smaller steps. If you're not getting things done, it means you need to make the step even smaller. So if you break it down and it's like, what can I just get done today? And you're still not getting things done then break it down even smaller and say what can i get done in just this hour or just this 20 minutes just keep breaking it down until it becomes achievable and just stick with that for a while um we also need to front load our day with pleasurable activities this can feel really indulgent this can feel really excessive this can make us feel really guilty do your self-care first. Um, Sometimes doing your self-care first um, is going to front load your day. It's going to um, power your batteries with pleasurable things before you go and then do the things that are going to start draining your batteries. So think about what fills your battery up, what drains your battery. Sometimes you can't start with the battery draining things. You have to start with the battery replenishing things. And as soon as you can stop feeling guilty about that, um, that can be really helpful too. Because if you feel guilty, that's a battery draining feeling. Okay, so just front load your day with self care. Don't feel guilty about it. Um, That's another strategy that helps a lot. Take lots of breaks. Um, Take lots of snack breaks. Take breaks to stretch, take breaks to go sit outside, drink some coffee in the sunshine, take as many breaks as you can, let that be okay. Um, don't multitask. We can be really good at multitasking, um, but it's it's not a good way to absorb information. It's not a good way to remember what we did or be present with what we're working on. Um, we, we are perfectly capable of multitasking, but it's just um, not a healthy mindset for us to be in. And it's really good for us to have control over our environment. Um, We're hypersensitive to things like fluorescent lights, um, to noise. And so um, the more control you have over your environment, the better. Usually that means a quiet environment or noise canceling headphones are amazing. They're like, My favorite thing I've ever bought is, um, noise canceling headphones. We can also be very sensitive to the weather. Um, I am so sensitive to the weather. I'm like 10 times happier in the summer consistently. Um, we can be hypersensitive to the weather. So in the winter, I turn all the lights on in the house. I make the house as bright as I possibly can. Um, just to try to trick myself, into feeling like it's more summary than it is. Um, and we are very future oriented people, but we don't function well that way when we're trying to get things done. So this is where I'm gonna come back and say again, focus on just what you can get done today. The INFJ brain is very focused on the future, what we wanna happen in the future, what we wanna get done in the future. Um, and it's okay to think that way But when you actually go to sit down and accomplish a task, that's when you just want to focus on the present moment and what can you do now? What can you get done today? Um, And as hard as it is that our brains work this way, it makes us very valuable because I think of us as like the canaries in the coal mine. I really think everyone is somewhat this way, but we're just turned all the way up. And so, um, a lot of people experience these things, but they don't notice it. A lot of people experience these same things, but they're not aware of it, um, because they're not turned up as, as high as we are. So we just see things more clearly. We sense things more deeply, um, the things that, that are there that, that people kind of sense, but not as fully as we do. and. Um, And so, you know, I like things like fluorescent lights. I think that affects everyone. I think everyone is happier when they're working with natural light, but we are just hyper aware of it. And I really think that that hyper awareness is actually really valuable, can be really valuable to people. Um, If we learn that it's valuable and then other people start to learn that it's valuable, Um, I think it can become really a gift. And so that's everything I have for today. I would love to hear your thoughts um, in an email or a comment. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll be back soon.